My name is Barbara Clifford and I have an unstoppable passion to create order out of chaos. I'm on a mission to help managers, business owners and CEOs to unclutter the chaos and break free from the shackles of overwhelm so that they wake each day inspired and motivated to work in peak performance and live on purpose. I lift the lid on my journey to minimize stress and maximize time. I will share with you the mistakes, the celebrations, the joys that come from helping busy people just like you to increase your productivity and your impact in the world around you, to go from chaos to calm, from stress to strength. like to introduce everybody to Alana Tomkinson. You're in New Zealand, is that right? Is that right? I Lana? am in New Zealand in South Island in Christchurch. Lana, I thank you for joining us today. But I was really excited when you and I got together and the little conversations that we had. Obviously you you've picked up on some of the things that I've shared around sleep and sleep is such an important tool that we have for our well-being. And really the, the conversation that we had was really exciting to understand how important sleep is for us to be at our best, to be the best that we can be. And when we don't have good sleep, it impacts on everything that we do. And I know you founded the Sleep Well Clinic, which I'm really excited to hear more about in just a moment. But you said that uh, you were living with insomnia, anxiety, depression and chronic disease. And it was when you started to learn how to work with your sleep that you were able to be deal with all of those things and sleep well as well so managing your sleep obviously helped all of those things and you said you trained in health and in sleep so I'm really excited for us to take this time now to explore your story more tell us a little bit about your background your training and what led you to become this expert in sleep Oh, brilliant. Thank you for the opportunity. Actually, interesting. I um, realized my insomnia started because of stress and overwork. And then we'll get back to, we'll talk a bit more about productivity because I was hoping I'll be productive <laughs> if I stay late every night, if I work hard, if I don't give myself a break, I can achieve more. I think it's just we, I'm intelligent a little bit now at the moment. We all want to do so much more. And mm. um, it's in our culture, in our ear that we breathe. We just don't want to miss on anything. So it was part of my problem because I was involved with so many things. I was working full time. My boys were getting teenagers. Um, and I was involved in the community thing, um, trust and helping. And quite often it was till 11, 12 o'clock, I'll be still doing something. Um, housework or we had three bathroom my husband said you're crazy it's time to go to sleep <laughs> and then it's just and when you're running on adrenaline and then you are going trying to go to bed I'm I'll hop into bed and I am completely awake and for hours and hours I wouldn't be able to fall asleep and then my sleep will be so short every few hours I'll wake up and that for quite a uh, some time I could kept going because I would go to the gym, do a bit more workouts, just kind of uh, keeping strong. But then my body started telling me, you can't keep going like that. It just has to stop. And um, 
and that's when I um, realized I have to change something. And then my, and also when quite often we along that comes our unhelpful, negative, anxious thinking. And when we are tired and the stress and not sleeping, our brain doesn't get rid of all the toxins. And it's just so much easier to start thinking negatively and anxious and even scary thoughts. You can end up, and I ended up being in a very dark place. You, your thoughts kind of can take you too far. And then part of that developing depression because of insomnia and anxiety, panic attacks. And I said, how did I end up being here when I was a healthy, happy woman when I've got a wonderful, loving husband and the children and I said, like that and um, even my uh, GP was talking you might need to go see a psychiatrist and I thought I got so scared about that and then I thought okay it's just something it really needs to be changed here and then I kind of started researching putting work into that working on my thinking my changing the way I think reframing my thoughts even it's so much harder to do that when you are not well and not sleeping well. Uh, it's double work, I would say. Uh, so when you are well, that's what I recommend everyone, learning to manage your thoughts because they bring us emotions and learning to kind of um, develop into healthy, helpful and realistic thoughts. Quite often our thinking is so unrealistic and uh, unhelpful. So it, that was two main areas I have to work on my lifestyle my sleeping habits and my thinking till I kind of started seeing progress slowly and it's um and then I noticed so many other women who struggle with very similar things yes stress insomnia anxiety and it just all comes as a package you just have to and isn't it interesting it's a vicious cycle isn't it and this is obviously what you have experienced and I know I experience it myself is that when you're sleep deprived it's the anxiety and the thoughts uh, are worse which it's a catch-22 because the more sleep deprived you are the more anxious you are or the more depressed you are and it really heightens some of those emotions and sensations which then in turn stop you from sleeping because you've got so much anxiety and things going through your head when you should be sleeping because you're absolutely exhausted but all of those thoughts and thinking stop you from sleeping as well so it's just a vicious a vicious circle isn't it I know yeah and you just have to tackle all at the same time in some ways yep you have to address it yeah so what was the what was the first step for you can I ask in terms of why did you realize that it was sleep that you needed to address in terms of in to be able to deal those things where did you be what made you aware of those things waking up really tired and low energy and feeling actually almost sick to my stomach because I was so tired and didn't have enough sleep I just remember especially on Mondays after a big uh, weekend getting up and going to work I just felt so sick I said how did I end up and it's just so little energy so I did realize that sleep is definitely because waking up at night and um, not being able to fall asleep back I did even my crazy thing my husband still 
last that when I couldn't sleep, instead of kind of doing something calm, I'll be cleaning bathrooms. <laughs> and that will keep me going for another few hours. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I, I mean, I don't know if you're like this, but I actually have to, and one of the questions I've got for you is how to prioritize, how do we actually prioritize sleep? Yeah. For me, I set an alarm at, at nine o'clock at night to tell me to stop, just to That's stop brilliant. and to That's slow down. That's such a good habit. Yes. And I was going to talk about that. Just put an alarm that's it. After that, you don't do anything. Time to unwind and time to put your bed routine into place. Um, yep. So do you find that that's common? There's people like you and I that we would just keep going and going and going until something snaps in terms of our health or our well-being because we're not prioritizing sleep? Yes, you're completely right. I think it's, um, it's just our it's almost like pandemic because we don't want, we, it's our wrong thinking because we don't, we think we'll be productive, we'll achieve more if we sleep less. And if we have longer day, we could do more, but actually it's the opposite. If you prioritize your sleep, then you're more productive. I was just looking at more and more research and studies and evidence that would kind of comes why sleep is so important uh, for our productivity because when you have a good night's sleep, you're more focused, you are more creative, you're able to uh, solve more problems, you're more sharp, and you are kind of um, able to switch on straight away if you need. Just notice the difference when you had a bad night's sleep. Um, it's like, like you're dragging, you're just so, so much effort to do something, and it takes twice as long, long and yeah. you're missing actually i looked at some studies were done with some student athletes first in um state with the university and they actually were forced for a couple of weeks to take a good night's sleep and then they did studies on them and i just realized that comparing to the other athletes they were stronger they were quicker they um wouldn't were less chance for them to have a concussion or fall and making ma uh, less mistakes. And then also the same study was done on students at university and they also found that they're more creative, they're more problem solving, they are more engaged, their grades are better when they sleep. But when you go to university and at the cultures you see, um, if you see the students are tired, having a nap and sleeping, you think, well, that must be a good university because everyone is studying so hard and they're hardly having a sleep. Because it's a bit of a student's culture that you get three, four hours of sleep. And people actually bragging about that, that I can get only with three, four hours of sleep and um, <laughs> get away. And it's an interesting, I think that there's this perception out there that highly successful people have less sleep or need less sleep so it also almost becomes a bragging bragging rights oh I only need five hours sleep a night and you I can remember reading about Obama when he was in power how he could only have five hours sleep a night and you've got to wonder if that's 
if that really is enough in terms of being able to function and is he pushing himself to extreme and and what happens to our bodies if we don't if we go for extended periods of time with just short short amount of sleep I think there's you know like the university there is this culture we're going to burn the midnight oil we're going to stay up late and cram and and how effective is it really do you think there is a bit of a culture out there in terms of oh for sure that's for sure um but um just going back a little bit the, the study also done that the best managers and the best people who are um creative think they're the one that have a good sleep so you might be you'll have one or two individuals who maybe uh, okay on five six hours five hours of sleep but generally it's just the people who have a good night's sleep they're bit they can manage their time better and more productive the the questions you ask is it a bit of a culture yes for sure because we kind of think that um we can do better. We just don't want to miss out or anything. We just want to achieve more. And that's why, okay, let's stay up later and do more things late in the evening when it's supposed to be time to unwind and go to bed. Um, so can I ask you, Lana, what, what are the warning signs, do you think, in terms of, uh, of when we've pushed ourselves too far or we're not getting enough sleep? What are the danger signs, do you think, to look out for? I mean, it's with, in terms of the sleep, I would say it's just kind of when it takes you very long to go to bed. You are going um, to bed and you have racing thoughts because you didn't allow yourself to unwind or your mind to settle before you go to sleep because you need to prepare your body and mind both before you go to sleep. So if you're going to bed and you've got racing thoughts, it just you didn't have the transition yet. So that's one of the first um, warning signs because you, um, your brain just doesn't shut. And I quite often use this picture. It's like a, um, your computer with so many tabs open like mine at the moment. <laughs> You've got lots of open tabs and it's just like your mind. This is open, this is open. I'm thinking about this and this and that. And just thought just cross and you just, one thought comes after another one and you just can't because yeah you worked till very late you didn't allow to unwind and so I guess if you use that computer analogy what you're saying and I've learned this as well is that like your computer you have to shut things down and let the computer wind down slowly if I just switch the switch off on the computer to switch the power off it hasn't had opportunity to shut down and process properly which is going to cause problems and I know too when I was talking to you, I was I mentioned um, in terms of stress management and the correlation between that with sleep. Um, there has been a number of times where I've talked to people with serious health problems, mostly with their gut, who have been people, and I've discovered in talking to those people that they've been on call. They've been people that have been on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So yes, of course they sleep, but there's a level of cortisol still in their system, mm -hmm. enough for them to yep. be able to go, oh, is that the phone ringing? I'm on yep. call. I need to be able to answer that and be able to function straight in that moment. And for them to be able to do that, they have to have just a little dose of cortisol in their system, which is, for those that don't know, is yep. a stress hormone, which means that they're not getting that lovely 
deep sleep that they need to, like you said, reset their brain, download and and rejuvenate and um, regenerate cells in order to do their job. So they've had significant health, like gut issues and all sorts of things because they've worked for an extended period of time on call. So have you found that too, that people have had other long-term health issues by not having good sleep as well? You mentioned oh, some sure. of yours. yeah. Yes, and autoimmune disease. And autoimmune, it's one of the um, main causes of autoimmune disease is unhealthy gut. And that's where all our um, hormones develop. And that's how it's, well, we can talk a lot about the correlation between our gut and our brain because it's completely... Um, it's such a big topic and it's just so much connected to that. So um, for sure, yeah, health, unhealthy gut. And if it's uh, been on, you've been running on adrenaline, having all the time, as you said, just a bit of cortisol, then it just, your gut um, weakens and it just becomes like, um, that allows to get all our, big substances to get through our blood when it causes inflammation and autoimmune disease. That's a big thing, yep. And then adrenal, um, adrenal fatigue, it's another thing because it's connected with cortisol being on, yeah. Being produced all the time. Yeah. And I can remember years ago too, when I dabbled in skincare and selling skincare products on the side, I actually learned how the when we go into that deep breath, deep sleep and the breathing regulates and how our skin also that's why you put night creams on because our skin is also regenerating and and the cells are regenerating and so that our breath and getting the oxygen and all those things that happen when we go into that sleep cycle how important yes. it is to have such good quality rest yeah. in, in terms of our brain regenerates when we get more REM sleep, which is where we have like stages of sleep, but the more we have deeper sleep, that the better um, our brain regenerates. Yeah, and you're right, the skin looks kind of the best skin care <laughs> in a good night's sleep because you, know, you just notice either after a nice walk in the fresh air or after a good night's sleep, your skin looks more fresh. And oxygen yeah it's the yeah, oxygen isn't it yep. so what are some tips then for us to get a good night's sleep what are some things that we can do to help us get a good night's sleep i think for me what i did right if you know it for me um first of all how to prioritize a good night's sleep to change the mindset to make that big shift in your mindset that actually your good night's sleep will help you to be productive, not to think the other way that I'll stay late and I'll continue to do work, but actually start thinking the other way that once I prioritize my sleep, I can achieve more. And then things you kind of make an effort to put the other things into place because you realize yet how it's important for you. Um, just quickly. Yeah, and you, if you're noticing kind of when you do have a good night's sleep, when you have a productive, excellent day, so just kind of congratulate yourself and celebrate that thing. Yes, that's what's worth going to be um, on time and just have a good night's sleep and make it a priority. Um, and as we said, put down, uh, maybe put the alarm clock at certain time 
I don't know, for different people, it needs different time to unwind. So if you need a bit more, like an hour, so just put an hour, nine o'clock, as you said, or um, 30 minutes, it depends how much time. What some women, it's funny because when they realize it's time to get to, uh, get ready for bed, they start thinking about all the jobs. You know, Lana, <laughs> for the next day. Do you know what it is for me? Like, I actually go to sleep about 10. I like to go to sleep about 10 30 at night. That's so, why, the same. The same. And like that's 10, why. Yeah, and that's why I've got to have an alarm clock. I used to have an alarm at 9.30, but I had to have it at 9 so that I actually started to stop, start to stop, and then by 9.30 I've actually stopped. And so that gives me an hour to try, to, to, to just not think about work and think about all those things, as you said, oh, all the things to do. So it gives me half an hour to think about. Yes, that's good. <laughs> you know that you're a bit like that, then it's like, yeah put a half an hour earlier because you if you start thinking about especially if you've got like children younger children like go to school make sure maybe lunch boxes are made any notice it needs to be signed or anything like that it's funny because we joke with my husband because <laughs> when he said it's his time to bed he's in bed when i used to say my time in bed another hour <laughs> Yeah. And I think, you know, I love what you said about reframing the way you think about sleep, because for me, I had to, I really have to go, I'm entitled to this. I, I deserve this. This, you know, this is, this is an investment into my business. Mm, me yeah. getting that sleep means that I can function and we all need, we know we all need it, but reframing it as, as an investment in me and in the well-being of my business. And it was a coach that said to me that unless unless when you're not healthy, your business isn't healthy. It's a direct correlation because I don't yeah. value my own health. But when he, when he put it like that, I went, okay, like, oh, yeah. now I'll <laughs> if value. If I want my business to do well, then I need to prioritize my health. You're so right. Yeah. yeah. Another tip was kind of actually today I read some more research studies. We, you know, we talk about the devices and it is also one of the biggest because probably the reason why we, we don't prioritize sleep we uh, just don't want to miss anything. And because of that stress and anxiety um, comes because of our overwork and not uh, allowing ourselves to rest and relax. And the third biggest reason is because people are just addicted to their phones. Um, and it's just, I read the research that it's not actually just the blue light that it slows our melatonin. They even done the studies on the people who had the night shift shelter on those on iPhones and they still didn't sleep well. The reason they found it is because people are staying engaged and stimulated while using their phone. So that's probably the biggest reason why just stop using your phone maybe an hour before you go to sleep, at least an hour. There's some interesting research. I'll see if I can find it for you, Lana, that came out of, I think it was out of Japan, and they found that um, the younger uh, demographic was not performing as well in the workplace as some of the older workers. And they part of the reason that they gave for not being able to be productive or to do their work efficiently was feeling tired. So they actually monitored their sleep to see what was happening with their sleep patterns. And interestingly, they found that on average they were waiting waking up every two hours 
and checking their phone and putting it back down again and going oh. back to sleep. So they were primed to pick it up and check. So they're looking for notifications or or if they sort of stirred, they, their, their habit was to pick up their phone and look at it. And because it was so habitual, they were, you know, they were doing it in this half-awake state, but it was meaning that they were not getting a, a good sleep and they were overstimulated. Even just a little bit, just try as an um, experiment with yourself. When uh, in the morning or in the night, you're tired, tired, but then as soon as you turn on the phone and start reading something, you kind of seem, oh, you're just like, it's a bit of coffee. <laughs> it's like the same, that they say, it's because document, the same releases when we are scrolling through the phone, so especially social media, as if you'll get like um, caffeine. So it's just the same feeling. So if you want a quick wake up, just look at your phone. <laughs> so that's true. I do that. Like if I'm feeling, oh, it's so cold at the moment. No, I'm half asleep. If I start, if I stay in my warm bed and start scrolling through stuff on my phone, whether it be social media or emails or the news, within half an hour I'm wide awake, just like a yes. cup of coffee. Yeah, and then I can get up and out of bed. Yeah. So yep. I can I totally relate to what you're saying. What is it about what what about um, I know I don't know if this is a tip that you've got there as well, but the blue lights that we I know there's blue lights on our phone, but do you find also blue lights in the room like power lights or uh, alarm clocks? Are those things going to impact on our sleep as well? They do, they do uh, for sure, and it's nice. It's kind of I am. Um teach women of having like in your night um, bedtime routine that you can, if you can, that just turn off those lights and replace them with a softer light, like yellow light. It kind of signals to your brain that it's um, bedtime. It's like night light. Yes. I think I heard from you actually, you mentioned something about blue light that actually the daylight. Yeah. Light from your acting school. <laughs> that's right. So in film school, that that's right. Film so when school, I was at yeah. film school, we learned about the 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 color temperatures and uh, what you could measure the the um, the temperature of different lights. Like each dif different lights have a particular reading. So for example, some fluoro lights are more green. Um, some lights have got a, a warmer light, and we're starting to notice. You'll see, like my ring light that I've got. You can see it in my glasses there. Oh yeah. It's got different settings on it. So one will be blue, one will be a warmer colour. Now, daylight is actually has a blue, a higher blue reading. And because um, what I was saying, what we talked about before is that uh, melatonin, which helps you sleep, is 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 triggered by the in an, by um, an optic response. So when when our eyes see blue light, uh, when it's sorry, when it stops seeing blue light, when there's no longer blue light being received optically, it induces melatonin. Yeah. So it's the, the body's primal response, as in we're a date, we're not a nocturnal species, we're a daytime yeah. species. It's that primal response of the sun has gone down, time for you to <laughs> sleep. And it typically and more melatonin is getting produced. Yeah, so now the melatonin is being produced, but it takes, they say it takes up to two hours for that to fully kick in. And it makes sense. When the sun's gone down, you know, it probably takes up two hours afterwards. If you've yeah. ever gone camping outside, 
your body really adjusts to that really quickly and you get really tired. And it may only be like seven o'clock at night or something and you're thinking, oh, why am I so tired? It's because your, your circadian rhythms are tuning into that optic response to the, the blue light, which is why it's dangerous having it yep. in, our, in our bedrooms. That's right, yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating, actually. Yeah. One of the other tips, uh, it's actually, yeah, having a bedtime routine, because you know that children actually are the best sleepers. And why? Because if we remember ourselves as being children, because we were really precious about the bedtime routine for our children. Yes. We'll make sure we'll start on time. We wouldn't go out anywhere. We'll want to be at home on time because it's time for them to have a, give them a shower or a bath to give them late, um, to give them dinner, that they read them a book before they go to sleep. And then they know it's kind of their body and mind. It's just, it's time to go to sleep. We do it for children, and but we don't do it for ourselves. So it's Interesting. Like, yeah. Interesting that shower too. I think there's a lot to be said for washing the day off you, you know, having that sleep and washing the day off you. And it also helps us to drop our body temperature, which is prepared for the actually adjust to the night. So uh, when we sleep, is the body temperature drops it. So um, yeah, and it's also relaxing. You kind of, as you say, washing off and the day stuff and getting. Um, it's interesting for people who really struggle mentally or is some chronic insomnia for a while. They sometimes we spend long times in shower, kind of to get prepare them for sleep at the kind of transition because it just calms and yeah, relaxes. Mm. Lana, what, do you have any other tips for us that can, uh, any other tips to help us improve our sleep? Um, have you got any more on your lovely list there that you'd like to share <laughs> with us? I don't have it, but they're just always in my head, lots of them. Um, <laughs> I mean, usually for you having a healthy, good sleep, you need thing you need to increase your sleep drive to have a healthy sleep drive and sleep drive you can get a good sleep drive if you're awake at, for longer periods of time so it means you're getting up at the same time for example six o'clock and you're going when you're sleepy it means you're increasing your sleep appetite and then the second thing that helps your sleep drive kind of to stay healthy and increase it is to exercise and being active just kind of leave your and normal life and exercise and get outdoors and so those two things are really important that kind of build your sleep sleep drive and then if you are struggling with sleep it means that there is some blocks that you need to remove that it's either stress anxiety it's um could be lots of other issues but um Lana, yeah. what what do we do about uh those thoughts that that invade us when we're trying to we've, we've talked about this at the beginning when you're trying to go to sleep and then all those things race through your head so if you've been really naughty you haven't had a good you're overtired you haven't wound down properly and you've got all those thoughts racing through your head what are some ways that you can deal with that to be able to to get to to focus on sleep I mean, it's the best thing to be proactive and it's kind of, if you know, I had a busy, stressful day, it just set up some time, maybe in the afternoon before you go to your bedroom or even in the evening, just before that you've got that bedtime routine, just write down those things that's on your mind or you kind of, one of my um, uh, partners that you just call uh, in the business, she's called it the um, brain dump. 
and it's kind of you dump everything from on your brain like actually today I had to deal with, with my son's kid and my youngest son had quite a few sick days and I was actually didn't like reading today's school and <laughs> telling him he's sick but he's a teenager and doesn't like kind of looking after himself he's growing a lot and he doesn't eating doesn't eat um on time or regular healthy food hard so hard to get any vegetables or anything there so just sick day after sick day and I really was worried and I said okay this has to kind of to stop what do we do so I said this morning because it's just my mind and I, my husband away I didn't want to call him and tell that my son is actually sick another day so I wrote down did a big spreadsheet not spreadsheet but a paper and I said okay what are the things that probably causing him like sickness, stomach, headache, and what he can do and what I can help him. So I kind of do some brainstorming. If you kind of worried about stress about something on your mind, it just work out strategies. Once you kind of work out strategies, then you, your brain think, okay, I know what I can do about that. I thought about that. We thought about that, worked out. So and if you go to bed, remind yourself, I thought about that. I worked out some strategies where I know what I can do, where I can help, look for help. Uh, and then it's time to sleep, tell yourself. It's the rest will do tomorrow. So just reminding yourself that now it's time to sleep. I've done that work. So just uh, being proactive and dealing with those stresses and um, putting and a place into play. And it's interesting that you talk about the stresses because what I found with the research is that um, there's obviously that primal part of our brain that that is allowing us to respond to threat. So, you know, the fight or flight response and it's the primal part of the brain isn't it doesn't have language it doesn't it's not the the rhyme and reason to things it's it's a primal response and so when we're going to sleep what's happening is that that primal brain is is recognizing all the threats if you don't do this this is going to happen so i've yeah. found that um and that's what why all those thoughts come in and so i found that speaking to that subconscious and that primal part of the brain like you've said helps me to stop that overthinking so obviously dumping things out but part of that is you're going this is for tomorrow not for now and I found talking to my subconscious or talking to that part of my brain and saying thanks for bringing it to my attention yes I yeah. recognize that that is a threat to us um, but now's not the time to talk about that yeah. brain now's the time to sleep and yeah. just having that mantra of thanks, but not now, thanks. Thanks, but not now. Yeah, I like how you say yeah, that. Yeah, it gives, it gives my, it speaks to that part of my brain to Yeah, you to, kind of recognize your... that it is there, the Rishi there, you're not ignoring. And that's kind of sometimes it's the biggest thing when we do ignore it, it comes up in a stronger <laughs> uh, power, but yeah. So writing it down and, and also speaking to it, speaking is to yourself, it's acknowledging yeah. it, isn't it, rather than ignoring it? Because if we keep ignore, ignoring it, the primal part of our brain goes, don't ignore yeah, it. It's a threat. It's a problem. You have to deal with it. You yeah. need to say, no, tomorrow, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. 
Lana, thank you for spending this time with us today to share your wisdom and to have a conversation about sleep, what an incredibly important tool for us to be productive. Uh, I've learned lots in chatting with you and, and love to talk to you more about research. No doubt we'll keep talking about it as well. Yeah. Is there how can Lana before we finish, if for, for people that are listening and watching, how if they want to know more from you, um, if they're struggling with what's the best way for people to get in contact with you so i've got my website the sleep well clinic for women but also my group the insomnia support group for women and you always can um find me alana tomkins on, on facebook and can message me but um yeah it's when i work with women i just help them to see the bigger picture because quite often you can get stuck on one thing preoccupied with thing but not seeing actually how can um turn your sleep around that you can start sleeping well that they what things you need to put into place it um so it's just kind of i take them hand uh, by the hand and help them to see all those things and put those things into place but just such joy seeing um make it, uh, women start sleeping better and enjoying their day and actually being productive and enjoying their family and loved one because still relationship we didn't even talk about that but our relationship is just really um change so much we are so much happier and um, enjoy everything what we do when we have a good night's sleep so yeah you reach out if you need some help it's it's so important Lana and thank you for being available and making yourself available for women who who are, uh, are dealing with this I certainly know as I've mentioned to you I've had clients that have come to me to help them with their productivity and their time management but it's the sleep the sleep is what's stopping them and and need, they really need an expert like you in order to be able to deal with that first before we can even start to deal with, with productivity and time management because it's so important to get those foundations right first. Yeah, that's for sure. Yep. Thank you, Barbara. Thanks, Lana. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Busy Working Women podcast. If you want to know more, head over to Facebook and search for our group, Busy Working Women Owning Their Lives. Join over 3,000 women from all over the world taking control of their busy lives to feel less overwhelmed and more in control. If you want to connect with me personally, visit timetamer.com.au and access a whole bunch of free resources. I can't wait to connect with you. Remember, be kind to yourself and take time for yourself.